everybody, and welcome to Save Your Sorry, the podcast where we discuss the rise and fall of your favorite, or rather, least favorite celebrities. I'm your host, Katrina Rochelle, here with my best friend and fellow co-host, Jose Angel. Hello. Are you there? I am here. I'm reaching out to alternative life forms. (laughs) (laughs) Today is a day that you have made. No, that's the Lord. The Lord has made. The Lord made it. (laughs) I think I'm in the Easter spirit just a little prematurely. <laughs> uh, today is an episode, a Jose episode. So who did you decide to cover? Before we get into that, I do have a mini scandal for you. Oh, no. Is it Jonathan Majors? No. no oh, okay. No. That one might be a big scandal. <laughs> and that motherfucker's cooked. Okay, yeah. anyway. <laughs> the mini scandal I have is about Barbie Bassett. Does that name sound familiar to you? Does it ring a bell? Barbie Bassett. Not off the top of the head gasket. <laughs> okay, so Barbie was a news anchor on WLBT in Jackson, Mississippi. And while doing a segment over Snoop Dogg, Barbie makes a joke. She says... <laughs> I know, sorry. I know now. <laughs> Okay, would you like to tell us what she says? No. Because I don't feel comfortable saying it. You don't. <laughs> I don't you know. Because you're scared to go get canceled and you say, Nissle. <laughs> okay, but what did she say? I don't know exactly what she said, but doesn't she say something like, for shizzle my nizzle? That's exactly what she says, yes. Oh, that shit is Which is a rizzle. reference to Snoop Dogg. Ah, uh, for sh- what is, oh, let's break it down. For shizzle, my nizzle. For sure, my. For sure, my nigga. <laughs> <laughs> that, how it really translates. That's. Okay. Which I never even like, I guess in the back of my mind, that's, I knew what it meant, but I never would like even think. Don't be coming sh- the same racist not say plea. It. Yeah. <laughs> I never would have thought that nizzle was nigga. <laughs> I always thought it was me. It's just on my knees. So I've heard many non-black people say it. And I do want to get your input on it. A lot of these times, these things, people are putting comments online. And you see some people saying, you know, this is a black issue. Stay out of it. Mm. Them saying, you shouldn't use slang. You're not used to. Uh-huh. And while you don't speak for all black people, do you find it offensive that this southern older white lady said that phrase? Hmm. Hmm. <laughs> <laughs> I th- I don't know how to fucking feel. I haven't sat with this. When I saw that happen, I scrolled past like you a dumbass. And I think that's kind of how I feel. Am I offended? No, I view that as pure ignorance uh, because I th- I guess with minus you, I think it's pretty clear what nizzle would mean in the grand scheme of things. Now, she didn't say the N-word, um, but it's just the whole like, I don't, I don't know. I don't know. I think it was just ignorant. I, maybe she didn't deserve to lose her job. Maybe embarrass herself publicly by making her apologize and tell her that she's using slang and words of which she don't have no business using but i don't think i was actually offended i just thought of her as like an ignorant white woman 
trying to uh trying to use ebonics and looking dumb i see that point but i also see just because it was direct reference to snoop dogg that's what the segment was about yeah (laughs) i just don't know what she said for shizzle my nizzle it still means nigga. <laughs> it doesn't matter her intent. It's still, oh, okay. I get it, what she meant, but it's like if any white person said it, I mean, only probably another black or like maybe another uh, person of color would have gotten away with it. Maybe not. Actually, I'm just not. It just. I think it was just pure ignorance. Honestly, I don't think the woman's racist. I think she just. Had a dumb moment. So Barbie has not officially been fired, but she is no longer listed on their website and has not appeared on WLBT. And they have said they don't discuss personnel matter. So they put that bitch at a disc. <laughs> and Barbie has not been on any of her socials since then. On she the ain't breakfast, even said nothing. No, I think. The only thing she posted after that that I saw was on Instagram, which I don't know if it was after or like on the day of, where it said, you know, the devil whispered, you're not strong enough, or something like that. Like one of those cheesy little <laughs> things. The, des- <laughs> the devil whispered, you ain't strong enough, my kneesy. <laughs> <laughs> so on The Breakfast Club, Charlemagne has said that maybe Barbie probably did not know what she was saying and it's not a reason to fire people. Whoopi Goldberg has also come to her defense saying words are always changing on what you are allowed and not allowed to say and people should be given more grace if they say something wrong but it's genuinely a mistake. So that's mainly one side saying let's teach and allow some grace and space to grow and the other side is saying no she should have know better And in fact, in October of 2022, so a few months ago, Barbie was called out for saying to a black reporter referring to her grandmother as a grandmammy. And Barbie did go on to apologize for that. I don't know if that changes Uh, your opinion of anything. That's weird. (laughs) Yeah, you know. She doesn't call her grandmother grandmammy. (laughs) (laughs) That's crazy. And you know, you would know over there with your... Grandmammy. <laughs> and me with my Nana. <laughs> uh, first of all, I love Whoopi, but once again, girl, ain't nobody asked for your opinion. Well, <laughs> they were discussing that, it on The View. I, I think she was okay until she said, you know, words are constantly changing. Not kneesy and nigga. <laughs> not, <laughs> not nigga kneesies. Those aren't really changing. I do here's the thing right back in the day especially in the early 2000s when Snoop Dogg I don't know when he officially started that saying or started saying that shit but when it really was popular back in the day like in the 2000s from my uh, perspective of growing up the edgy thing to do in comedy were having these old uh, specifically having these old white women say for shizzle my nizzle or for Sheezy Homie, or any type of shit. Because, I I mean, that was in Bringing Down the House. She didn't say Nizzle, though. She said for Sheezy, <laughs> my homie. And then in just other pop culture moments, commercials, shows, they had other white people saying that. Full well, the writers and even maybe the performers knowing where that came from, but it was just like, 
oh, this is funny. This is a moment. Look at this unlikely person saying this, this funny black slang. It's, it was kind of like that type of thing. Um, but I don't think the words are changing, but more so what I see what Whoopi is saying by like the landscape is changing. What is edgy and acceptable in one decade is not necessarily edgy and acceptable in these later decades, you know? Yeah, I I really don't have a, a dog in the fight just because I don't know where I side on, on it, honestly. I kind of feel like maybe firing is extreme, but then when you look at the Grandmammy comic, yeah, it's weird. like, is there more? Is there more? Is she secretly? That's something that I know. <laughs> that's something I struggle with also, though, because we take so much, and not just this situation, like apply it to all situations, where if someone says something even slightly wrong, it's like, well, maybe they're undercover racist, or maybe they're this, or maybe they're that, and it's like, well, why don't we focus more on the people that are outright? Like it seems like more people that are maybe have a few learning to do are the ones who get attacked more. Uh. But that's the mini scandal, and it's kind of funny that the two people that keep getting popped up that, you know, defended it, Charlemagne and Whoopi, have had some bad takes in the past. So it's like... Specifically with the Black community. Yeah, so seeing that, I was like, I don't know, and it's not like really... It's not my place to be offended, so I can't really say. Yeah, I mean, to be fair, I would not be mad if anybody is offended by what Homegirl said slash did, but I just view it as pure ignorance. What makes me, you know, really look at her is now having the information about that mammy comment. It's kind of crazy. Where it's like, I can see, I, I take your ass off the website too if this is your second infraction, but the mammy comment being your first infraction is, I mean, she got away with it. She did. She did apologize on air, but she, it did seem like a scot-free type of thing, which was just not, you know, a few months before this little incident. So maybe that's why. Maybe it was a combination <laughs> of the two. <laughs> <laughs> I'm just laughing at the fact that she was smiling when she said it. <laughs> Did she know that the shit storm was about to happen? I don't think so, but you oh, do see... Shame. I think there's a black guy in the scene, like, on the news with them, and <laughs> everyone, like, points out his reaction, like, he knew she fucked up. Oh, really? <laughs> yeah. Oh, well, just like, one second. Again, it's just something, like, reading into people's, like, body language and facial expressions. Hmm. Oh, that bitch is stupid. <laughs> that man didn't even move after she said it. He was frozen for a second. Like, did this bitch just say a shizzle my nuts? Yeah, you should have known better. I don't. I. It's not that bad, but it's she's she's dumb. Okay, we can move on. I'm sorry. I can't believe she's she. You know what this reminds me of? Paula Dean just that a is, I just, is what I is and I ain't changing. It gave me such Paula Dean vibes. Just a well-to-do Southern white woman just thinking she's just being down to earth. <laughs> but that is our mini scandal. Our main topic today, we'll be talking about rapper slash singer. Any guesses? Oh my gosh. 
I've perked up. Rapper slash singer. Is it a white or a black? Because <laughs> if it's are white, are we talking about Iggy? No, they are black. Black. So many. Ch- that sounds terrible. Singer slash rap. No, we wouldn't do that. Yeah. Who? CeeLo Green. Oh, okay. Yeah. Oh, th- this is a great choice. We did say his time was coming. Yes. Okay. I'm glad I didn't swing for the fences. I was about to say some big boys. Are you or have you ever been a fan of CeeLo's? And remember, you are under oath. <sighs> During a time or two, I have seen myself as a CeeLo Green fan. Unfortunately. <laughs> I wouldn't say I was a fan. I think like most people, if... You know, most people, if they don't know him by name, they know two of his songs. Crazy and mm-hmm. Fuck You. Excuse you? And I feel like especially Fuck You, I feel like that one was inescapable. <laughs> you gonna stop cursing at me. Yeah, that was. That shit was everywhere. Even Gwyneth Paltrow got a little bit. Auntly, yes. Yeah, which, Lord, man. Why did Glee even happen sometime? So, CeeLo Green was born Thomas DiCarlo Calloway on May 30th, 1975, making him a Gemini. Both of his parents were ordained ministers and volunteer firefighters. Both of them? Both of them. Both of them be preaching and fighting fires? (laughs) I guess so. He got the name CeeLo from his name DiCarlo. I guess it's a shortened way somehow. Uh, I was going to say, because this man is short as fuck. I just he can see low. <laughs> and there have been multiple spellings throughout the years. It's mostly C-E-E-L-O, but depending if there's a hyphen or if it's spaced or not spaced. Mm-hmm. At age two, his father did die. I couldn't find out how, but it that's stated on a lot of different sources that his father passed away at two. And CeeLo says going to his father's funeral was actually his first memory. Dang. Yeah. CeeLo grew up kind of like a problem child, an oddball, the black sheep, and he calls himself a kleptomaniac and a pyromaniac, and he either got kicked out of school in ninth grade or dropped out and ends up getting sent to military academy. CeeLo's mother would sadly get into car crash when CeeLo was 16 and would end up paralyzed. And two years later, she would die in what I assume is complications from the car crash. Bad all around. It is. And he was already making moves in the music industry, being in the group Goody Mob. And Goody Mob, I've seen a few different reasons for the name. Two of them being it means good die mostly over bullshit or God is every man of blackness. Okay. And he says... While it was an outlet for him, he also became more emotionally volatile that his fellow Goody Mob members noticed. But it's always been a kind of a way to let his emotions out with through his music. So he goes on to record three albums with them. In 1995, the first one was called Soul Food, which was number eight on the R&B charts and 45 on Billboard. 1998, Still Standing, which charted number two on the R&B and hip-hop and sits on Billboard. And 1999, World Party, which was 48 on Billboard and 8 on the R&B. So, pretty good, but CeeLo wanted to try out different sounds. 
man. I'd already, I'd always heard a Goody Mob, but I had never listened to their music. So I was surprised when CeeLo came out and I found out that, no, he's been in the music industry for years. I was like, That's, oh, shit, I didn't know. I knew Goody Mob, but I never connected that it, uh, it was CeeLo. Like, mm-hmm, yeah. And he says there was no love lost between the group members, but it was something that had to be done or one of them or all of them would have gotten hurt. Just a little, you know, they needed room to grow. But release me, I'm hurt one, you motherfuckers. <laughs> also, a little fun fact. CeeLo Green provided background vocals to the hit TLC song, Waterfalls. T-Balls had this to say. He was chilling in the studio, so I was like, hey, you sing good, why don't you sing backup? He was in Diddy Mob, we grew up together, we go way back. Then everybody knew him as a rapper, but we loved his voice, so we said sing on this, so he did, and it was amazing. Mm. Did you know that he was on Waterfalls? I did not. That is a piece of trivia I did not have, actually. I, I was surprised, too. <laughs> I, I couldn't pick up his voice, but I, I was oh, trying. <laughs> oh, man, fuck you. <gasps> You're crazy. <laughs> he just puts all his future hits. <laughs> In 2002, CeeLo comes out with the album CeeLo Green and His Perfect Imperfections which got great reviews, but did not do well commercially. His 2004 album, CeeLo Green is the Soul Machine, did better, peaking at number two on the R&B and hip hop charts and 13 on Billboard. But I guess it still did not do as good as expected. So he has dropped from his label. Damn, don't give a brother a chance. Really not. In 2006, he forms Narls Barkley with Danger Mouse. Again, I see this name being a few different reasons. The first one being it's a play on Charles Barkley, and Danger Mouse came up with it when thinking of band names. But I also saw that Danger Mouse has denied that being the reason. And CeeLo saying, You asked me why we're called Narls Barkley, and I'm asking you why not. The name Narles Barkley isn't anchored down. It's a drifter. A high plains drifter, I might add. It seems complicated, and y'all are complicated people. <laughs> That's kind of... Y'all want a mystery story so bad, and they ain't got one, <laughs> so they just got to put this this weird-ass, vague-ass... Well, Narles Barkley, the question is, yes. <laughs> like, that's what they're trying to do. I'm confused. Okay, whatever. Barkley, Narles, what's up? It seems like CeeLo does have that little trend because he did the same thing with Diddy Mob. It's like, how is there so many different explanations for your name? Like, just say how you came up with it. Yeah, he wants everything to be a riddle or some shit. <laughs> so they come out with The St. Or Crazy, which is both nominated for Record of the Year, and their album St. Elsewhere is nominated for Album of the Year. But they both lose to... Do you want to guess? Um, I can't guess what was popping this year, so what? It was the Chicks, formerly the Dixie Chicks. Really? That's when they had Not Ready to Make Nice. Dang. So. Not Ready to Make Nice tops crazy. I can see it going either way, but, I mean, just to be on the right side of history with the right way. <laughs> Come on, chicks, you got that shit. Yeah, Narles Barkley did, however, win Best Alternative Music Album. And their second album in 2018, The Odd Couple, was not as commercially successful, but it still had positive reviews. But CeeLo decides again to go solo. Another fun fact, in 2004, 
Doncha is written by Buster Rhymes and CeeLo Green. First of all, shut up. <laughs> Did you just say, are we talking about the Pussycat Dolls? Ooh, baby. Yeah. It was written. Okay. And that, but you I, I was like, I, Okay. <laughs> I can't compute that right now. I just can't right now. Who? Why? These two people? That's weird. That's crazy. Okay. CeeLo would go on to produce it, and it went to an artist named Tori Almaze first before going to the Pussycat Dolls a few months later. And you can find both of their versions out there. Also, Ezra Miller's version. We don't talk about that. <laughs> I still don't know what that was. I, apparently, the, the don't you lore gets me stuck. It, it, there's a lot of lore, surprisingly. Uh, it's just too much. That song is just too powerful. <laughs> it, it really gets me that the, it's two men that wrote it, though. <laughs> that was also what I was going to try not to say. <laughs> <laughs> Because anybody can write any song, but uh-huh. it's just the the effect of what. But of course, a man wrote that shit. Now that I'm thinking about it, that is such a man's. Uh, yeah, never mind. I'm not stuck on it anymore. If you think about the lyrics even just a little bit, I can a hundred percent now tell that there was some men in the writing booth. But now we know which two men specifically. Yes. So now we have entered the Lady Killer era, where on August 19th, 2010, he would release a single, Fuck You, or the clean version being Forget You. Yes. There was also six other singles off that album, surprisingly, but Fuck You was so inescapable, and honestly, I listened every single time it came on the radio. Really? Which, well, so you said the radio. So are you a fuck you or a forget you type of person? I'm both. I'm both. Um, sometimes you need that to sing the fuck you. And sometimes you want to be more PG. Forget you, bitch. <laughs> <laughs> and, it, you know, it's just a fun little song. Okay, yeah. I'm not bad. You know, the, the other one is, uh, is from Pitch Perfect, Bright Lights in the Big City. I you know, wasn't I, as much of a smash as fuck yeah. you. Yeah. <laughs> um, from here, he gets more opportunities. And writes the song all the way to the bank. He gets on The Voice, which even puts him more in a household name. He gets huh. a commercial with 7-Up. Like Just he's saying. Spokesperson. If he didn't create Fuck You, he's never on The Voice. Never. Oh, definitely not. This, 100%. Right now, our, like we kind of went through his timeline pretty fast. But everything that happens from here is just like, you know, from 2010 to 2014. Like, he had a very short period of the top you know that was his moment and i yeah. think he squandered it yeah oh he fucked it up because it's just crazy you think about who could have been this spot because he had music experience but fuck you just catapulted him like out of this world so of course when they're looking for a new hot judging panel they want to put him on but yeah if he didn't create that song if that doesn't come out there's some other person maybe will i am gets gets on the american version instead of the the UK version or whatever he was on. Maybe because with the voice you have Adam Levine who I guess was like the pop star, Christina mm-hmm. Aguilera who had the 
like you know the voice she can belt she can do all that stuff yeah you had blake shelton was a country guy mm-hmm. and then CeeLo is pretty much what the voice was made for just because when it came out it was like oh you know we can't see them so all these weird and fat people can finally be on tv shows you are hilarious <laughs> not so all the weird and fat people get a chance that- that was how it was built. It, it was, though, because, of course, every time you get a good voice and turn around and it's a fatty. Oh, my like, oh, gosh. I did not know fat people could sing that way. That is how they be doing Look what fat. happens when they're not filling their mouth with food. They I can know, sing. right? Oh, my gosh. That is how they be treating us. Yeah. <laughs> so... And, you know, he was the oddball. He's always been an oddball. He's always been, like, Mm-hmm. On his own, he's been dressing weird, so and he's the genre bender. He, he yeah, so I felt like different things. The oddball thing was right up his alley, and it was because he was in this moment right now, this perfectly timed moment. Yep, and blah 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 blue blue blue. So, for the most part, he was just this fun, lovable guy on there. But with fame comes scandals, and some of his are smaller than others, but let's get into those. In April of 2011, CeeLo was late 25 minutes to his Coachella show. He's bastard. <laughs> He's booed, but he does apologize, saying, Sorry, guys, I just landed. You all still gonna party with me? I only have 20 minutes. It ain't my fault. They should have given me a better time slot. <laughs> Is that an apology? (laughs) Is it? So, he is able to play five songs, including Fuck You, but while performing Don't Stop Believing, his mic is cut off, and he storms off the stage in his boot. (laughs) I don't know if they're booing him, or if they're booing the people that cut off his mic, but it was like... They're just booing. Yeah, but either way, CeeLo storms off the stage, gets mad. And I love that they said, bitch, don't you ever believe again. You need to stop <laughs> believing. <laughs> you need to stop believing this mic's going to work on your ass. Which, it's not a big scandal. I think people who are his fans might think twice if it becomes a pattern. But one time, you can, I guess, throw it away. Yeah, I guess. I mean, if you're the one of the few people who came to Coachella... And your highlight was Cee Green. I mean, yeah, you're fucked. But everybody else, I mean, he got yeah. at least half his set and he got the smash hit in. That's true. And I thought it was funny because someone who went up after him also has a history of being late. And that is Miss Lauren Hill. I was going to say it. <laughs> <laughs> I was going to say it when you said, as long as he doesn't make a history of it, like Lauren Hill. Like, you mean, uh-huh. Because like, that's like... Now? That's what people like joke on her about is that she's late. She's yep. good thing she even showed up. Which CeeLo was late to another festival like a month later, but <laughs> just those two times. Yeah, stop booking him at festivals. Obviously, he don't know where to where to go and what time to be there. So again, small scandal, small potatoes. Mm-hmm. In June 2011, a music critic named Andrea Swenson wrote about Sila's performance that he did opening for Rihanna, calling it boring and saying she was grossed out by Silo saying this. He said, do you realize I'm just for play for Rihanna? Rihanna's gonna fuck you. I'm just here to get you wet. I guess Andrea had a reason to be grossed out with that. 
It's a weird thing, but that's not the first time I've heard kind of that type of like that type of phrase <laughs> said for like a show or opening act and stuff. But it's a weird sentence to say, as well as if you don't like CeeLo, you would probably be put off by him saying something like this, too. <laughs> yes. <laughs> you're looking at CeeLo. That's not your type of man. And he says that to you. You're like, oh, this is double gross. And I mean, it's a music critic. They're going to find something. Yeah. Even though, I mean, it's not like, well, oh yeah, whatever. So CeeLo tweets out. I respect your criticism, but be fair. People enjoyed last night. I'm guessing your day and my masculinity offended you. Well, fuck you. And then CeeLo, you had us. You had us. <laughs> and then you lost me. What? First of all, sh- shut, shut, shut the fuck up. What does it even mean? It, I've had a lot of trouble understanding what it meant, too, just because, well, people at first start calling him homophobic, so he okay. deletes the tweet, but then tweets out, I apologize, gay community, what was homophobic about that? And... I not knowing, but you still halfway apologize. <laughs> yeah. And then he says, I said I was guessing he was gay, which is fine, but it's nice to know what you think of me. So, I so mean, this is a, a, the person who wrote this, this criticisms. This is a man or a woman? It's a woman who, for some reason, he assumed was a man. Yeah. Okay, that's what I thought, because you introduced him as a woman. Yeah. It, it, first of all, you're not even, you didn't even do your research. And then secondly, you've moved clear across the point. Like, the thing is, they're criticizing the way, I guess, you talk and the fact that you just seemed unimaginative unimaginative, and not that creative with your set. That doesn't translate to you having a lot of masculinity and them being put off by it, bro. They just didn't like your bullshit. And what is he trying to say in that? If he thought, it, if he thought Andrea was a man, is he saying gay people can't be masculine or, like, it... Either way, it does not come out right. Yeah. If he's, if he's saying she's gay and is turned off by his masculinity because she's a lesbian, like it, it just doesn't make sense either which way. Yeah, gay gay people. Um, I feel like he's either saying he's saying either like a gay person can't understand my music, or gay people as a whole can't critique my music because they're gay. Like in the Either way, it just doesn't make sense. Yeah. And it it seems like he moved away from the constructive criticism to just being upset that he was criticized. Exactly. He would then go on to say he was just being outspoken and defending himself and didn't even know the gender when he made that tweet. And that he would never judge anyone on being gay. And he has gay people on his team on The Voice. And while he feels he shouldn't have to apologize. (laughs) Not in real life. (laughs) (laughs) <laughs> he does regret ever tweeting it in the first place. Sounds like you're sorry that you got once again criticized. Yeah. You're not sorry about what you really said. It doesn't sound like it's it a whole bunch bit. of but, but, and I'm sorry if I made you feel that way. I know gay people and but, but, but. Moving right along on July 2011. CeeLo Green invites two women back to his hotel room. An argument happens inside the hotel room, and CeeLo tells the two women they need to leave. 
-hmm. one of the women called Silo a fat motherfucker, and Silo replied with, you need to leave, bitch. The other woman jumped him from the behind, hitting him on the head, while the first woman slaps him in the face. The police are called, but no arrests were made because they said both sides acted hostile. Mm. And that one, I feel like that one did not get a lot of buzz just because there was no arrest. Yeah, the police didn't do anything about it. And then the women didn't follow up and neither did CeeLo. It's kind of one of those like, uh, I guess, who, who are we going to really just fault? This is just a story being told. Yeah. I'm not going to. You said the, the woman smacked CeeLo, right? Yeah. He didn't do nothing? Not that I could see. Yeah. Yeah, that's just that's just an unfortunate encounter with 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 some bad vaginas. <laughs> so in 2013, CeeLo performs in a Riverbend festival and got several complaints for singing his hit song "Fuck You" and not the clean version "Forget You." The director of public relations for the Friends of the Festival said he dropped his pants at the end of the night. We were very disappointed. We talked to his management and agreed on a PG show, and we were upset. And at first, it was being reported that Sila was banned from the festival, but the talent buyer said, we don't ban any artists from playing in Chattanooga. We will not invite him to return. <laughs> you ain't banned. You can always pay for admission, bish. <laughs> yeah, so I, I guess that's technically not a ban, but if you're not going to invite him to return... Which is so weird to me that there's a lack of communication or something because CeeLo has performed Forget You several times, the clean version. Well, also, it's kind of weird that he not only didn't uh, do Forget You, but he also dropped his pants. Here's the thing. Was there... I don't know. I guess you... Festivals are notorious for being all ages. Uh huh. They're notorious for being all the whole public is welcome. So I don't understand how he or they as a whole, his whole team would not understand that fuck you would be a no go and it would be forget you. And then not only do you not do that, which could be a, a, a misunderstanding, a miscommunication, but somehow your pants are getting dropped. Why are you dropping your pants at the end of performance, at a festival performance? Where there are children, that's weird, sir. <laughs> it's that that's that can't be excused. That's just inappropriate. <laughs> and he could have and should have got banned for that. But um, it's not the worst thing in the world. He didn't like expose himself or grab himself. He just was a little inappropriate as far as um, the situation called for. Yeah, it's not that bad, I guess. But I feel like we're getting there. We're there. We're escalating. Oh, no. July 2012, a woman says she went on a sushi date with CeeLo in downtown Los Angeles. And the next thing she knows, they're in, in her hotel room, naked, laying in bed. She says CeeLo slipped something in her drink. According to TMZ, sources on CeeLo's side said they met a, at a Super Bowl party, and a woman would come to L.A. when she was in town, and they would date. They also say the woman would make CeeLo buy her expensive things. And while they did take ecstasy, 
and had sex. The only reason she is saying she was drugged was because she had someone at home and they found out she went with CeeLo and she's lying. The woman also had a recording of CeeLo apologizing for giving her ecstasy, saying he was sorry and he thought it would help them have an exciting time together. Oh, so the, That's gross. Yeah, so the DA is not able to charge CeeLo on rape, but they did for distributing ecstasy. There's just not enough there to charge on rape. Okay, because I did hear that he he was not that this case didn't go forward on like assault charges like that because there was not sufficient evidence. So I always wondered what that meant and what that was about. Yeah, it's it boils down to he said she said because if she's saying he's saying they at least took ecstasy, and she's saying he slipped me ecstasy. It's like one of the two like did she take it willingly or not mm-hmm. and i think later something will clear that up but then you also have she says she blacked out people said she seemed fine when she was walking out of the restaurant which again people i don't know how soon it hit her how you know people act differently on different drugs like how how close were they paying attention? Is this just CeeLo sources saying it? So exactly. yeah, you just you just don't know. I mean, there's been many a time people be like, Katrina, you was you look fine. And I'm like, bro, oh, what in the fuck did we even get there? Yeah, exactly. Like so, people have, Yeah, you just don't know if it, it's a memory wiper. It could have been, and you just don't uh. so um he pleads no contest, is sentenced to three years of probation. 360 hours of community service and 52 alcoholic anonymous meetings which I, I honestly sometimes with these sexual assault cases they don't even get that much so yeah he's plead he did he didn't he's not pleading for uh, like guilty he's not he's not admitting any fault into this but having a recording is somewhat of a like a public opinion type of smoking gun. Like, oh yeah, you definitely didn't do what you were supposed to do because why are you apologizing for something that she asked for? Yeah. So definitely had nefarious, what's that word? Intentions. Intentions. Motivations. That too. Okay. (laughs) Um, That definitely would make me look at you as somebody who could assault women, maybe you can't give them that label yet, but your actions speak as somebody who attempts to get women under a different uh, alternate state of mind to get them to do what you want or have the experience you want, as we should say. He does end up quitting The Voice and told Ellen on her show he didn't want to wear out his welcome with The Voice and want to continue his working relationship with NBC. And an executive from NBC even said, quote, CeeLo Green has been an instrumental part of the success of The Voice, and we deeply appreciate all his contributions. We're looking forward to working with him on other upcoming projects that will tap into both his musical and entertainment expertise. That's just, that's PR bullshit. That's a PR statement. Um, He left graciously before they had to viciously fire him, so... They reward him by not totally publicly shitting on him on the way out because what a CeeLo and NBC project you've seen since. Well, okay. So there might be a reason for that. What's the reason? What was the reason? (laughs) So he was not charged with rape, 
so most defenders would say he's innocent, you know. But that is a it's very hard to defend that after these tweets. On the first one, he said, people who have really been raped, remember. And remember is in all caps. And then he said, if someone is passed out, they're not even with you consciously. So with implies consent, which that tweet never makes sense to me. But he wait, then... De- yeah. With... if Wait, if somebody's passed out, they're not even with you. Consciously. 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 with is capitalized. And with implies consent. So if you're with me, you can consent. But if you're not with me, you can't. That's what would make more sense to a normal person. But he's saying since she's not with it, she can't not consent, I guess. Not the double negative. Yeah. So he then deletes these tweets and deactivates his Twitter. He comes back and tweets... Let me first praise God for exoneration, fairness, and freedom. Secondly, I sincerely apologize for my comments being taken so far out of context. I only intended on a healthy exchange to help heal those who love me from the pain I had already caused from this. Please forgive me, as it was your support that got me through this to begin with. And then he deactivates his Twitter again. Uh Which... I don't see those comments being taken out of context at all. He said what he said. They're, like That was the whole context. Yeah, I mean, nobody asked you to tweet those things. You tweeted those because that's how you, that's what you thought. That's how you believed. That's how you rationalize things. That's, I mean, poor way to do any of those things, but that, that all came from CeeLo Brain. That was CeeLo yeah. Brain's thoughts. So uh, he was supposed to perform a festival in Alabama. They cancel his appearance. His cancel show before that... you come late anyway. <laughs> his show that was set to appear on TBS is canceled. And that's where I think if he did have a project with NBC, that's gone. Yeah, I personally still think it was gone after the court case. Uh, but yeah, if, if the, since the tweets happened really much, really much... <laughs> Uh, very close to that incident, that definitely put 20 more nails in that coffin. But yes. I definitely don't think that NBC was going to put their neck out to work with CeeLo again after he pled no uh, contest. But he yeah. would actually return to The Voice as a mentor on Team Adam. which yeah, many they people- love doing that type of shit. Yeah, and many many people were upset about it, and I I think that was his moment. The Fuck You song came out in 2010. He wrote that way for a few years, and I think the tweets were the final nails in that coffin. Yeah, I do think that that is true, because unfortunately, or fortunately, depending on who, who do you believe and how you think, many entertainers come back from pleading no contest to a charge, especially a charge that uh, could have been something more severe, but uh, ends up becoming a lesser charge. Whether we're talking about murder to manslaughter, uh, distribution to possession, distribution of drugs to possession of drugs, anything. So um, you can always come back from a court case, even if you would have pled guilty. But you... Putting something 
uh, negative about yourself on the World Wide Web where it is unfortunately screen capped forever and it being about rape, which was uh, what your big court case uh, started to be about, it just, it was the beginning of the end. You, yeah, he, he fucked up. Yeah, so I think that was the biggest and deadliest scandal to his career, but we got a couple more. Oh, no. In 2019, when Big Boy performs with Maroon 5 at the Super Bowl, CeeLo tweets out to him, Yo, Bid, rewriting with you, fam. Do that shit. Fuck these so-called protesters. You just... A hundred million worth of press I'd kill for. Which, at the time, people were turning down the Super Bowl, like Rihanna, Pink, and Cardi B, in support of Kaepernick and the taking of the knee in protest of police brutality and racial mm-hmm. injustice. Yeah. Which, I think if CeeLo would have just said congrats... It would have been better, but to say fuck those protesters, it's kind of like you're Once saying. Once again. Fuck what they're protesting, you know, what they're protesting. Yeah. Sometimes and, you just got to keep your tweets simple, CeeLo. Like, <laughs> shut, the, shut the fuck up, bro. You're talking too goddamn much. He strikes me as a talker. He must not know how to shut up in real life when he's actually, like, speaking verbally. I don't think so, because a lot of these are his just own doing. Yeah, yeah. Even the even the 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 real small fucking um, Rihanna's here to fuck you. Um, I'm just here to get you wet. Just 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 say what do they say to uh, the the baby? Just should have said if you're here tonight, put your hands in the air. Sometimes you just gotta say that. <laughs> put your hands in the air and wave them like you just don't care. Yes. And, you know, of course, anytime now these scandals get brought up, it's, they have to bring up everything. So it's like they just it's added on. Yeah. Because, I mean, even even the full scope of things that the tweet and the court case are the big the big things. But all the other stuff just makes you kind of see what he's been building up to as far as maybe like ego or uh, just as far as if you just want to pile on and talk about how somebody could be a bad person. Yeah. And he's done this, and he's done this too, and he did this too. Yeah, yeah, it definitely makes it a lot look a lot more worse when you have a laundry list of things. Mm-hmm. And one of those things I would say that a lot of people get hate for is attacking one of their favorite artists. So, in August 2020, CeeLo did some backlash for saying today's music is sheer savagery. And back in his day, they were smart enough to code things, and they are adults, and there is a time and place for adult content. He points out Nicki Minaj, saying she is up there in accolade, success, visibility, a platform to influence. Nicki could be effective in so many other constructive ways, but it feels desperate. He then talks about WAP, which was released a week before by Cardi B and Made in the Stallion, saying... They are more or less doing similar salacious gesturing to kind of get into position. I did it. The independent woman and being in control, the divine femi- fem- femininity and sexual expression. I did it all, but it comes at what cost? And at that time, WAP was the talking point of so many people saying, is this appropriate? Or think of the children. I'm talking wop, wop, wop. 
it's a bop. <laughs> and when CeeLo decides to get on his soapbox about it, people are like, who the fuck asked you? And brought up his tweets again and called him a hypocrite. Mm-hmm. Since he has a song called Necromancer, which is about having sex oh, with a dead woman. He sings. One of the lyrics are, I'd have my way with what's left of the will in her. Cosmopolitans and cocaine and an occasional pill in her. It's just something of don't throw stones in glass houses type of thing. Like, why, for one, why you're attacking all these female rappers who have big fan bases? And for two, why not worry about your own self and your own lyrics? Yeah, I don't, I don't like when people throw stones who live in glass houses. And it's more like, if you want to have a proper conversation about uh, inappropriate content and music, I need you to have it across all genres, including all genders. Yes. And, and, and all all races. Because, yeah, just a specifically targeting successful Black women who rap about their lyrics and not talking about the other counterparts in other types of music as well as other genders and other types of music. It's just such a reckless end. It's, it's reckless to do as well as it just speaks to you wanting to get attention because it obviously wasn't something that you mentioned before. But like you said, WAP was getting everybody talking. And if you weren't talking good about it, you were talking bad about it. Obviously, he wanted to be heard. So if he couldn't go the op- that way, he went the opposite way. But it... it, it this obviously wasn't important to you. He I, I think you bring it up in a better way and in a more nuanced way and include a lot more evidence if this was an important topic that you wanted to have a proper conversation about. He would later go on and apologize, say he's all for artistic freedom and didn't mean any disrespect and that he knows all three personally, which if you know all three personally, bring it up to them personally. And would never want to do something to offend them, and his comments were used for headlines and blah, 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 blah. If you knew all three of them personally, I really would be, if I was one of those three people, I'd really be pissed at you, because then you really couldn't even have a proper conversation about how you felt about me and my music. you just rather speak to the public and down down me. And I, I don't like his comment about there's a time and place for adult content, like why is the time and place not then, you know, with them creating their music? Why they don't have to cater everything to children, you know, if that's not the audience they're looking for. Yeah, I completely agree. Yeah. Everything that you said. So March 2023, CeeLo tries entering a party while riding a horse. The horse gets spooked and bucks CeeLo off. PETA Senior Advisors, which stands for People for the Ethical Treatment of Animals, they said, it doesn't take a genius to know that horses don't belong at a noisy, crowded party where slippery floors and strobe lights can agitate them. If CeeLo bumped his head, PETA hopes it knocked some sense and compassion into him. Which a lot of people agreed and that it was not a place for a horse. Some people were even saying he was too big or fat for that horse, which I won't comment on that. Just reporting what I saw people saying. Um, <laughs> Get your big ass off that horse. <laughs> that's, yeah, so that's you, where all the comments were. First of all, not only because I'm scared of big animals, but that is the number two reason you will never find me by a big <laughs> animal. I, 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 bitch, I know I'm taking a horse out. 
Taking it out. Sila <laughs> uh, says he was just trying to have a fun entrance and meant no harm and went through all the proper channels and they just encountered a few malfunctions. As of today, Sila has released some new albums and reunited with Goody Mob, but he has not gotten back to his peak and maybe he never will. He never will. People are so forgetful, though. It's just going to take what, one, that one hit. But uh-huh. no, I, I don't think so. There's also like something to be said about like, I don't even want to get into that. I won't say that. So, But what I will say is that sometimes a hit can't change things. Some people are just too far gone and just, uh, just the people just don't care for them. And I think that CeeLo has crossed the line on... Uh, the public not being forgiven, even if he comes out with a smash hit or he's a part of a smash hit. I bet if it came out tomorrow, people would be like, oh my God, this is a great fucking song. Now release the the non-CeeLo version. I just, <laughs> I feel like I used to think that way and just 90 episodes in, I, I just, I'm not seeing it anymore. I think people are so ready to not care, to move on, to I think say it, he didn't it do it. I also think he he's not the right the night not the right race to move on from stuff like this. Oh. This ain't simple. This ain't simple stuff that he's been accused of. That is true, and he's fat. He's fat. He's black, and he's short. So you also don't have that whole, oh my gosh, he's sexy. We can forgive him type thing. I mean, yeah. maybe CeeLo is your type, but as far as like beauty standards uh, overall, the CeeLo isn't about to be seen as some hot, sexy old thing or young thing. That is true. Um, do you have anything else to add about CeeLo before we move on? Uh, not really. I mean, I was a, I was a decent fan of him. Uh, I liked a good about five or six songs by CeeLo. That's why I didn't want to say I wasn't a fan because I feel like sometimes if you, if it's only like two, three, you can get away with it. But I liked a good amount of songs by this man that he was featured in. Uh, so I was very disappointed when he just tumbled downhill with what he was doing and saying in public because he, I think he is a great entertainer, writer, producer. I mean, just what he's been a part of speaks for itself. It's just upsetting that he thinks like this or has these thoughts or whatever is going on with his brain. Honestly, I can't speak on it. Which, yeah, I I always remember Nicki Minaj said, Seven up went and gave my commercial to CeeLo on Come On Our Cone. Yes. And then I saw the commercial. I'm like, they actually did. I don't tell him I said it. Let's get that on the (laughs) D-Lo. That used to be my song. I, we really did low-key support Come On A Cone. Like, it was the best thing lyrically when it was not. I, but I still stand by it, low-key. I stand by it. I don't stand by Nikki anymore, but I still stand by the song. Come On A Cone, we love that. It was a moment. When I'm sitting with Anna, I'm really sitting with Anna. Ain't no metaphor push that I'm really sitting with. Bitch. That got me. We used to really love Nicki Minaj. It's a shame. We were just quoted all the time. Don't even say the dick in your... Don't even. (laughs) 
uh, we would just see, just imagine us, two little college kids out on the town, just singing, dick in your face. <laughs> on the smoking benches. <laughs> oh my gosh. We do like to end every episode with a positive note with some form of media we want to recommend, talk about, shit on, discuss, explore. Should you go first? Should I go first? Uh, I can go first. Mine are just a simple couple of songs I've been listening to. So, um, I'm still on YouTube all day, every day, like I always was. But I've been trying to expand who I've been watching. So I started watching this YouTuber, Patrick CC, Pat CC, who uh, does music uh, does these little mini music documentaries and then these other like kind of documentaries on s- different subjects. But he also does uh, ox battles on his Twitch, which is like different viewers of his uh, pick songs and they battle to find the best song or the, the viewer with the best uh, taste in music. And so I've been watching them trying to get better or some new songs and they played this song. I, I first three seconds, I said, bitch, I gotta have this song. And it's called Godspeed by Shayhan. I don't know how to explain this song. It's just so like, it's it's chill R&B, like very vibey, like Saturday morning driving, Sunday cleaning type stuff. It's a really beautiful song. I really like it. And I also found um, this song called no, I rediscovered Burning for You by Blue Oyster, Blue Oyster Cult because uh, I, I love a good 70s, 80s rock song and I forgot all about it. So yeah, watching these little ox battles has basically just increased my knowledge on music. I feel like a, a proper music reporter. <laughs> I know all the trends. I know who's, who's pooping. And who's not? Who's pooping? Popping. I don't know. Oh. I, said it like that. I really don't even know why. I, said uh, I don't that. either. I'm like, oh, that's a different trend I don't know about yet. Yeah, but those are those are two new songs that I added on my playlist, as well as "Daughters" by John Mayer, which I feel weird about. Really? I don't like John. Really? Mayer, but I fucking love Daughters. Really? I'm sorry. After what he did to Free Falling. <laughs> Free Falling? He butchered that song, and you know I love a cover. But to be fair, he did that cover free falling after daughters, so that's not tainted. Okay, it's tainted for me. Damn, let's go. But yeah, and the whole Taylor Swift thing. It's like let's not even go into that. I mean, to be fair, John Mayer has never seemed like that the proper man. Uh, just from his dating history alone, like it seemed like he was going for something. And I just Taylor never liked just, his music. I feel like it, it it insists upon itself. He does. It seems like he goes out of his way to make nice guy love music. Exactly. Like it doesn't seem genuine to me. It seems like he knows it's going to get him laid or it used to get him laid. Yeah, he's like, oh, you want to hear a song? Whips out the guitar while his penis is out too. Yeah, <laughs> didn't he talk about that? Like his date's coming. Okay, you say that. <laughs> I don't. I don't think his day's coming. I think he's just a on shitty... this pod. <laughs> well, even still, I don't. Th- well, who, who, who are we to say? We haven't really looked into it. But he doesn't give me like um, criminal vibes. He gives me douchebag vibes. What he did to free falling was criminal. 
and I, I think he will be indicted in a few years. Lovely. <laughs> But yeah, that's mine. That's my <laughs> media that <laughs> you hated one third of. <laughs> my media is so. Oh, it's not a song, maybe. Who knows? No, not a song. We've been to too many songs. I can't stop. <laughs> I know, <laughs> but mine's gonna be all Taylor, so I can't. Um, my media is "Can You Ever Forgive Me?" It's a most McCarthy movie, and. One day I was just scrolling, I think it was on Amazon Prime. I was just scrolling on there and all I saw was Melissa McCarthy and the title. I'm like, I'm in. Didn't watch the trailer, nothing. Uh-huh. So I was expecting a funny movie. Uh, you know, a Melissa McCarthy movie. And why was this fucking shit the saddest movie ever? It said, can you ever forgive me, bitch? It didn't click. It didn't click. <laughs> <laughs> it opens up with her cat sick and the, and she can't afford it. I'm like, what's happening? <laughs> then it just it it never gets better. It's like uh it's not even like I, I don't know how sad it is just because I went in with such haha and done a laugh vibes. Mm-hmm. But I watched that whole stupid movie and I'm like, this is horrible just because <laughs> It, it doesn't get better. It was it great, but the mood put you in a horrible mood. But it was, the movie it was, was still good. It was a decent movie. Like the plot was decent. Of she's a forger. Of she's forging like these old like letters from authors and painters or someone whoever famous people. Oh. But then it's just it was just so just so down. Like I just felt beat up afterwards. <laughs> <laughs> I waited trying to watch a happy movie to, you know, raise my mood. Uh-huh. And then that one, it should literally have a warning label on it. Like, this is a sad movie. Because she's known for her happy movies. Yeah, but Melissa McCarthy's been trying to get in her acting back. She do a lot of things. That is true. You should know, honestly. <laughs> <laughs> it is my fault. That is hilarious. Not can you ever forgive me? And you like... Ready for the last. Ready for the last. And it just, it, uh, she, it starts off, her cat said she gets fired from her job because they're making fun of her and I think she goes off or something. Oh, I would have too, bitch. Yeah. And then her friend tries to help her and they just see like there's her, Melissa McCarthy's character is like so embarrassed. There's like cat poop under her bed and it's just so sad. But then her Aww. friend helps her, but then the friend betrays her and it's like, <gasps> can Melissa McCarthy get Aww. a win? makes me so sad. I was just about to say that sounds good, but then she gets betrayed and I can't watch that. Yeah, I can't watch her get betrayed. I don't advise it to anyone. I think... <laughs> this <laughs> like, is your media. I, I said I wanted to bring more that I want to shit on. Oh, you did. <laughs> I forgot you texted me that. I, okay. I don't advise it to anyone. I feel like when you see Melissa McCarthy, you want to smile. Uh-huh. Uh, it does not make you smile. And I don't think I could ever watch it again. I did buy the book afterwards, so maybe I did like it. Secretly. Secretly. Or maybe like, you want to see if the book will make you feel better or feel different. No. I, I just think it was a it wasn't a happy ending. It wasn't a happy middle, and it wasn't a happy beginning. Um, and that's what I needed that day. Oh my gosh! Oh. You know, it's so crazy. I don't know why I did the. 
once again, I do not be thinking. I still stand by those songs being my media. I finally watched everything everywhere all at once. I, I fucking forgot you texted me that. It's, oh my goodness. Okay, tell yes. me all about it. You tried. That's the only question I asked you. Yes, I did though. Because <laughs> the funny thing, when we talked about it like a whole year ago, and you were like, yeah, you have to watch it. It's great. I laughed, I cried, and I was like, First of all, this has to be a great-ass movie if Jose laughed and cried. <laughs> and I don't know why I put it off so much, but it it was good. It was the best type of weird. Um, I do agree with what some people did say. Like, it's a little on the nose, but I don't mind that because, you know, it's, it's whatever to me. Uh, but I, I love the messaging. All the actors did fantastic. But as I said to you, how... And I think I said something on Twitter. How the hell did Jamie Lee Curtis win over Stephanie? How did she win? How did that happen? I watched Jamie's moments. I watched Stephanie's moments. You know, Joy, Deidre. I'm watching them. And I'm like, okay, hmm, is Jamie about to do some crazy-ass shit that says, yeah, she deserved this Oscar? But it's whatever. She, She got it. She got it. But the, not the, talking shit on Jamie Lee Curtis, but it was Stephanie just did. the compare. If you have to compare the two, there was a winner, and it just, just wasn't that, Jamie. The one scene alone, when spoilers, if you guys haven't watched it now, shit or do off the pop. But that yeah. one scene where she like comes in and the police are trying to arrest her and. <gasps> Just like, that scene. <laughs> yeah, oh, like, oh, she does messy oh. moves, she has a dildo, like, all that weird, funny kind of thing. When she sings everything on a bagel, like, <gasps> that was Oscar-worthy alone. Jose, I was literally about to say that. <laughs> Every, I, I, I have been watching reactions just to see everybody's reaction when she said, <laughs> into a bagel. Do you know how many times I just say that randomly? <laughs> better hit the notes uh it is so fucking great i love it so much. i love the fight scene towards the end where she's trying to battle her and then she she's just giving out love and she's just blocking her uh, how did you let me i can't do what you did to me all those years ago bitch uh come on break generation curses and trauma and uh, upset yeah it was like such three. a good movie. I, It just deals with so many things of, you know, being an immigrant, being a daughter to a mother, a, a daughter who has that mother who's that tough on you. and mm-hmm. Who puts their wishes and dreams on you. Yeah, and, you know, what happens to a dream deferred type of thing because yes. her dreams aren't working. Is the husband happy and... Did you like that you went in it without like really knowing anything though? Yes, I think I, if I would have seen a trailer or heard more about it than I had, which is kind of remarkable for me, honestly. The amount of things that I hear and see just on accident is crazy. So the fact that I was not spoiled on pretty much any of this is is kind of crazy after a whole year. But yeah, I'm so glad I kind of went into it blind. Um, I think it was a little bit more enjoyable for me because I kept like just waiting for certain things to happen. It was like a two-hour movie, so I uh, I was like, okay, uh, when's this going to happen or what's happening here? And it was great. I fucking loved it. 
Also, the other singing moment I keep saying is uh, when they're in the hot dog world, and I'm just like, "Flap your hands." <laughs> it's such a good movie. I'm surprised I haven't like rewatched it a million times, and I think it's just because I want to keep it kind of, kind of special, you know. I get that. There's definitely movies I've done that before. Uh, I it. think I I probably will watch this a couple more times though because I did enjoy that like that. I yeah it it really has it all, and it was great. It's and you know for the entire movie, I think I said this when we first talked about it, but I kept thinking she looks so much like Jamie Lee Curtis. Not you not knowing it was her for real. How long like, did it take you? It, until the end of the movie, because I'm like, I, I'm like, that is Jamie Lee. She has her mannerisms and everything. And then I'm like, I would have heard if Jamie Lee was in this movie. Like they would have built her as you know you top actress or something. Are hilarious. Yeah. I'm, it, I'm like, damn, they really got a Jamie Lee dupe. <laughs> <laughs> but that's our media. Please write us with your media. Write us about our mini scandal. Tell mm -hmm. us how do you feel about, you know, what we're, I don't even know if I can say anymore. And yeah, how do you <laughs> feel about faux shizzle, my nizzle? Do you feel that that was uh, the right thing to do? Because <laughs> I have to know what other people feel about that. I do too. And I, yeah. Um, but if you're going to reach out to us, our email is saveyourstory at gmail.com our instagram is saveyourstory those are spelled just like the podcast our twitter is saveyourstory but the your is you are so save you are sorry mm -hmm. i think that's all of them i think you hit them all sir thank you thank you so much thank you for joining us please leave us a review please leave us five stars please Love us. Love Pick us. us. Choose us. Why don't us. you love me? <laughs> that too. <laughs> but thank you so much. It's been wonderful. Bye. See you.